Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the BATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. folks thank you for tuning into another episode of bucks of america podcast the cooking edition now this has been a long time coming i haven't had done a cooking episode in for a while but a lot of my guests they are not comfortable uh cooking they're not very they're they're there's they're i don't have the inspiration or they're, they're just like they're they're not quite confident in, in their skills yet and it's like and they're still learning or they're just like they're my wife does all the cooking or i really kind of make some mundane stuff and it's like well everybody's going to find a different recipe different and they may find a few ingredients that you like and then they may like well i know this flavor profile will match this one this will match this one oh i could add this it's all about collaboration and trying to work within each other because it's like eventually it would be great to be able to publish a book or create a recipe book for folks that that are new to cooking and to go from there i'm not going to try to compete with uh uh steve ranella but it's like people that want to have an opportunity from a different perspective from instead from average joe's instead of a almost a gourmet chef because steve ranellick knows how to cook he's a he, he, i find a lot of inspiration from but my guest tonight is Stuart holmes he has been hunting for a long time he is an accomplished hunter he cut his teeth on waterfowl fishing i uh, just recently got an elk, elk hunt underneath his belt he's got multiple bucks on his on his on his uh wall so it's like um, but i'm gonna let him turn it over i'm gonna turn it over to, to Stuart here he's gonna talk to you about his recipe and what he likes to share with his family with the backstrap so Stuart, take it away sir yeah so uh thanks for having me first off great to be here um yeah so we i'm in south alabama and we have the the uh very generous game limits so we typically you know, go through just my family, probably six or seven deer per year. We hardly ever buy, you know, beef or anything like that. So getting young kids, and I have two of them, uh, you know, to, to eat meat that, you know, maybe they're not quite used to, you have to prepare it, I think, in a certain way that, you know, that's, you know, pleasing to them. And it's not just that we have neighbors and everybody that, that know I'm hunter, a hunter, and, you know, they're always interested. So, um, I've gone through, I don't know how many different types of recipes and trial and error on trying to find something that, you know, people eat. And a lot of times they can't believe, uh, it's an Alabama deer and Alabama deer tastes a lot different than corn fed deer from, <laughs> uh, some of the Midwest. So, um, you know, one way, uh, that, that I've done that is trial and error on backstrap. I know backstrap's probably a kind of, you know, overplayed type of recipes. I know there's a bunch of different ways of doing it, but this is the way that works for me, my family. Um, so typically what we'll do is we'll take um, a backstrap and you can take a half a backstrap or a third of a backstrap. So you don't want to slice it up. You kind of have, you know, the full piece uh, all together. And, um, you know, the first step is, is basically getting it to kind of room temperature. Um, you know, you don't want to do it too cold and obviously not too, not too hot, but the first step with it here is tenderizing it. And the way I tenderize is not with like the, the blade, you know, the blades, I'm not sure, I guess it's just a tenderizer. I do it with a 
uh, tenderizing like ham or a mallet. Yeah, that makes sense. I would do the same thing too. Yeah, but I've and, seen like uh, the scoring is what it, I, I yeah. believe I'm sure what it's called when you're when you're cutting the meat and uh, creating those those grooves essentially to open right, up right. that meat. Right. So so I don't like to necessarily do that. What I do is I take that hammer and, and I don't beat it. What I'll do is I'll take uh, kind of the the pointy edge side and I I take my body weight and and kind of push down on the meat and you'll feel the muscle fibers start to kind of loosen up and break away a bit. Okay. And I do that kind of throughout you know, the whole backstrap uh, to, to kind of prepare it. And that's, that essentially is going to be the difference in having something that's a little, maybe a little too tough. Um, although our, our little does are, are uh, down here are pretty tender as is, but that's kind of the, the first thing. Um, so from there, it's tenderized, it's at room temperature. Um, I played around with all kinds of different rubs and, you know, I think you could probably take whatever rub you like, but one that I really like is Jonesy Q and it's X to C. So letter X T C. Um, it's kind of a, uh, garlic, um, type of rub with, uh, you know, I think there's, you know, onion and there, there's even some spicier versions depending on what you like. So I'll kind of coat the outside, uh, with that rub sometimes. Um, maybe even a coat of like olive oil, just brush some olive oil over it just to get it to kind of stick um, is, is one way of doing it. And then the one other ingredient that I really like to do, and you'll understand why the next step is so important, is I like to create a crust, a layer to keep, you know, the, the, the moisture inside of the, the backstrap. So I take, uh, we call it cowboy candy. I don't know if that's a common term. Not up here, because it's like, yeah. as far as I know, it, it, out of all the recipes I've ever heard of, cowboy candy is not, it must be something that may be just local to, to, to Alabama. Okay, so cowboy candy is basically it's uh, candied jalapenos, right? So you've got, you know, it's sweet, it's spicy, and it, it's got a, a sugar base to it. So what I do is I'll take a brush, similar to what I just said with the olive oil, but... okay you kind of brush the, the, the liquid of the cowboy candy on the outside layer of the, of the backstrap and, um, you know, coat it really good. And I'll do that once, uh, right before I throw it on. But while I'm doing that, I've, I've got a sauteed pan, you know, on medium heat, but you're going to wait until it's, it's, it's good and hot. And then basically, uh, take the backstrap from there. You'll throw it on, uh, in the, in the saute pan usually around two minutes uh, each side. Some people might do a little bit more. It really depends on the size of the backstrap. But for our little deer that we have down here, it's uh, two, two and a half minutes max. Uh, you'll do both sides. And usually what I'll do is as one side is cooking, I'll take some more of that candied uh, jalapeno kind of uh, juice and, and kind of brush it again. I'll flip it over. I'll brush it again. So each side about two and a half minutes. And this is all while I have my Traeger outside ready to go. So the Traeger is going to be kind of, you know, lowish heat, uh, medium heat, maybe 275, 300, something like that. And it's, you know, I try to time it so that the Traeger is ready to go. So after you've done your two and a half minutes on each side, I'll just go and kind of like finish it off on the Traeger for a few minutes. And it gives it a little bit of flavor. It kind of finishes the internal temperature to where, you know, kind of where I want it. Um, and you're, you're really got to be careful because you can overdo it. So, I mean, it's literally going to be out there maybe uh, a few minutes. And from there, you bring it in. 
put it in aluminum foil to let it rest. Um, typically, I would say, you know, no less than 10 minutes, maybe of, of, of letting it rest. Um, and then, you know, as far as sides and those types of things, we, you know, we do uh, some type of green, you know, broccoli, asparagus, something like that. And then we love potatoes. Sweet potatoes are typically, uh, especially down here in South Alabama, readily available. <laughs> um, and uh, then, you know, once you bring it out, let it rest, slice it, you know, into kind of steak medallion size and, and serve it up. And um, you can sometimes put a little bit more of the cow cowboy candy on it or even sprinkle some of that rub that I talked about uh, on your potatoes or anything like that. And uh, it has been a hit at the Holmes house uh, for, uh, for many years. Oh, that's awesome, man. So with you being a parent, when did you start feeding your kids while wild game? Uh, so my daughter is uh, my stepdaughter. So she came in into my life. She was probably four. Uh, yeah, she was four at the time. So I would say she was four years old. My, my youngest was uh, eating wild game um, before he even knew it. So as, as soon as he could eat real people food, uh, he, was, he was definitely eating um, you know, deer mostly. So That's awesome, man. I did the same thing with my daughter. As soon as she got teeth, we were feeding her pheasants, uh, squirrel if I had any, a white tail, just trying to expose her to as much of that stuff as possible because it's like that's what uh, really became a foodie for me was being exposed to all this stuff and never being told no what to try. So now my daughter will, when we go to a hibachi place and you you see all these, all these people who order steak or chicken, she's throwing like, I want salmon, I want swordfish. I want, yeah. like, it's like, I want sushi. It's like, heck yeah. Oh, and so yeah. that that's the, what's what uh, makes it curious because it's like that's what always made it's like always made me passionate about about um, cooking. That's why I do a cooking episodes because cooking is just a way to bring people together and bond them in in a way that nobody ever really understands. It's like I have a I got I'm already planning next year for July uh, a cooking event for guys from HJ USA and I had a, we've done it two years in a row. This is year number three and I got more time to pre prepare because I know what day it is now. So it's like my mind is going about like last year I cooked up ribs I cooked up venison and I cooked up chicken, cooked up steak. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. It, it was literally a meat uh, buffet. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we, uh, you know, with this last elk that I shot still haven't uh, got all my friends and, and all that over here, but as you can imagine, I've got a, a whole freezer full of, of goodness uh, that I can't I can't wait to do. Um, you know, we've got we, we've had some burgers since then that the kids. So I've had some kids, you know, come down and play with my son. He's nine now. And um, I've never seen a nine year old put down that many burgers. And it was elk burgers. And this kid, his, his families are non hunters, you know. So then now they're curious about it. So that I think that's the coolest part about wild game is people have, you know, might have this aspect of like, Ooh, I had some, you know, some deer when I was younger and it, you know, tasted horrible or something like that. And uh, so to cook something in a way that, that, you know, opens their eyes and who knows, maybe his dad will be a hunter at some point. I think it's, it's awesome. Food brings people together. Oh, definitely. Like this year I had, uh, 
Well, a couple of years ago, I was I was uh, asked to come down and help my friends butcher some deer up. And so as payments, like I got to pick and choose what I wanted. Well, one of the things I took was the tongues. And so this summer, I actually cooked up some tongue for yeah. my, my – I prepared the tongue a different way for my wife. And yeah. then my uh, two friends that never had tongue before, venison tongue, cooked yeah. them up, fried them up. It tastes just like uh, – if you, you can turn them into a pate, but to me, it tastes just like it's a it's a better flavor hot dog. Yeah, no, after yeah, you pull yeah. the membrane off and such. Yeah, yeah, I've had uh, some like uh, I think it's like venison lingua tacos or something. I think that was in Texas or somewhere. It was uh-huh. kind of like sh- a shredded looking type of uh, consistency. One thing I want to try next is uh, Kinstead, uh, Kinstead uh, Foundation. Uh, Joe Rhodes, he does, he prepared up some heart ceviche. And Ooh. it's like, I want to try that. He, they, he did it, they did it all, a whole thing on uh, their, on Kinstead's uh, Foundation's uh, Instagram. So you can scroll back through it and such. And he came up here and he gave me uh, Gravic Ranch, a whole bunch of, like, they make a, a rub, a seasoning. Two different types of barbecue sauces, and I used. I I don't have anything left. I gotta buy more. Mm-hmm. It's just it was just that good, and it's all goes for a good cause. It helps veterans getting them out there in Texas and stuff like that. And I, he and they also make a salsa. Oh, I'm not a salsa fan, but boy, this this is just fucking See, mint. We, it is delicious. We love so we love spicy. Uh, you know, being down close to New Orleans down here and all that, we do spicy, and 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 that's my family loves salsa. That that's why the candied uh, uh, jalapenos go a long way, but it's funny. So like people that cook heart or like have recipes for heart, they really, really do like an awesome job at it. In fact, so we were out at elk camp, one of the elk that was taken and an elk hearts like this big, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> massive. That is, that is one thing I'm about. Like, I love eating heart, man. It's like, I will cut it up. I've had it uh, sauteed. I've had it basted in, um, teriyaki sauce i've uh, fried it up i've grilled it i put it in a smoker man i just i love heart man it's just it's just it's that that essence it's like it's just primal oh absolutely the 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 guy that did this he's from indiana and he did like a teriyaki type of you know style heart recipe and Mm. it was just phenomenal phenomenal it's good stuff there you have it, folks. Well, thank you, Stuart, for coming on the podcast, talking about your recipe. I'm going to have to look up that spice because uh, so I can include it in the write-up so people can find it and capture that essence and stuff like that. Because I, I have so many different spices. I've told people to stop giving me spices. I need to use up the ones I have because they do have a shelf life. And it's like I want when I put the products, to, when I put everything together, I want everything to kick off. And I don't want it to be a year or two, three years old, stuff like that. So it's like I'm good on spices right now. And it's like now I've kind of, kind of honed in which ones I really like. I got some, uh, uh, what is it? Mushroom. It's, it's, what's that? What's that expensive mushroom that, uh, uh, chefs use that costs like 50 bucks an ounce? Uh, uh, oh, what's it called? It's it, pigs dig it up. What's question. What is it called? Oh my word. I know what it, I know what it's it is. Chaparral, is it? No, not not a chaparral. No, it's 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 a uh, uh, it's a mushroom that's usually f- uh, found in South Carolina, North Carolina. And they use pigs to dig it up, they root it up, and stuff like that. Oh, hmm. what is it called? Well, anyways, it's uh, I, I got some of that, and I want to I want to play around with it. It's a blue cheese something. I will send you a picture of it uh, when I get upstairs because I know where it's at. But anyways, anyways, uh, Stuart, best ways to find you. 
give give your plug plug your your social medias yep so you can find me on instagram i'm at s.g.holmes uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me you can also check me out on youtube i'm archer's insight and the letter n is uh the n and the insight perfect there. so there you have it, folks i'm going to post the, the, his recipe is going to be in the show notes uh, i'm going to have a link to his youtube so please go like and drop go like it go subscribe it and to help him boost his watch hours open up a tab and put his playlist on autopilot and go through every single one of them because you're going to learn something about it thanks man you're very welcome <laughs>